first sona, sound Clay? What's your first sona? I thought you asked what my first sound was. <laughs> His first sound was furry. <laughs> His first sound was... <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine oh Clay being such a grotesque baby that he goes... <laughs> instead of like some what cute little like baby... What would you do if you have... If, like <laughs> your, your significant other gives birth and it was me. <laughs> It was just, just a whole clay. ass clay. <laughs> the doctors walk out, and it's me who walks out with them. You're like, is it a boy or a girl? And they're like, it's Clayton. <laughs> that would be a really good bit. Like, Connor's ha- like Connor has his first son, and you bribe the doctor to carry his child out of the room and carry you back into the room. You bribe the doctor to kidnap my child? <laughs> I just like him to one of the nurses, but like just carry you into the room. Like, such a good a, bit. And hand you to his, hand yeah. you to his what wife. A, what a good bit. I miss the birth of my first child. <laughs> so, that, so that Clay can do a joke. <laughs> well, you see, you're in the back room watching on the security Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Hello, Balcony everybody. Podcast. Welcome back to the Balcony <laughs> My name is Cameron Downs. My name is Connor Bruschi. My name is Connor Byer. My name is Cameron Downs. And well, our guest, Clayton Lawrence. Joshua Bruschi. And we have a special guest today. My name is Clayton Lawrence. The guy who unlocked my car when I locked my keys in it. Everybody, welcome. Papa Lock Tallahassee. Papa Lock Tallahassee. Use code BROTHERS for 50% off your... You can't do that. You can't. <laughs> you, you, can't you, you really that. can't. Please. Well, you can not try. <laughs> they won't. They won't give you a discount. Fifty percent off your lock. Use code Brothers for immediate confusion. <laughs> it's code you, Brothers for fifty percent off your car. <laughs> oh, thank God! <laughs> if, you, if you use the code Brothers, they will cut your car in half. <laughs> <laughs> and they will take one half of your choice <laughs> with payment. <laughs> of your choice. You don't get to say whether it's hot dog or hamburger, though. They flip a coin. <laughs> Or uh, which what's, one would you what's prefer? The, or, uh, what's the the? I can't even do it the in my head. What's half. the well, yeah? What's the Z version of? That's what I was just thinking. Um, so you have hot dog is is obviously X. Yeah. Hamburger you had to get the driver or passenger seat. Yeah. Oh, I guess it's the other way around. Hot dog is X. Hamburger is Z. What is the Y dimension version? What is it called? What? Um, oh, sub sandwich. Because you cut subs like that. What? Yeah, is this what you're talking no, about? No, you're right. You're you're right. I have a sub in front of me, so that made it really easy. <laughs> Can you take a big old bite of that for us right now? Can you do it, please? I just want to hear. Mmm. Mmm. Oh, dry. All right, that's all I want. Surprising. All right. All right. <laughs> so now that we've uh, established a rule of measurement. For the, for the future cutting of human cars, kind. yeah, <laughs> cutting cars in half. Uh, what do you what would you call that? It's not lengthwise. It's not width. It's not tall wise. Tall wise. <laughs> big wise. Big. <laughs> cut it. Cut it in half. Large wise. Large wise. <laughs> can I? Can you cut my sub big wise? <laughs> Please. <laughs> Clay is still. Clay's making faces over chewing there. Chewing on his. Uh, it's because it's in the cold. Clay. The sandwich is out in the cold. A lot of jalapeno in that bite. What about mushroom? Did you taste the mushroom that you wanted so bad? Yeah, I did. 
I don't know why you think it's so heinous that I put mushroom in my sub. I think it's the most. I heinous. just think it's funny that you complain about you the fact that you put mushroom in your sub every time you, <laughs> you intentionally put mushroom in your sub, and that you're not eating the other half of your sub right now because it has mushrooms on it. That's not why I'm not eating it. I'm not eating it because I have a little baby stomach with full of, <laughs> not full of little babies. <laughs> <laughs> really? Wow. <laughs> okay. We'll leave that uncommented upon. Side of baby. The baby. Which is the better... Who is the best musical artist that has baby in their name? Baby Rexa. Okay, that's one. What's your opinion, Cameron? Trying to list all of the that's artists I'm also that have baby in, in their name? Um, See, I was doing the exact opposite. I was trying to list all the artists that sound like they have baby in their name, but don't. <laughs> I was going to say, that don't have baby in their name. <laughs> Once he thinks of every single artist that doesn't have Michael baby Jackson. in their name, he can figure out what, which, which one's Then he'll know. Then he'll yeah, know I think one. it was Elton John. Well, <laughs> <laughs> his middle name was, was Baby. Elton Baby Elton John. Baby John. <laughs> Billy Joel, Baby Joel. Yeah, Baby, baby Joel. Baby Joel. <laughs> which, which artists' names would be improved? <laughs> by adding, by by adding <laughs> baby. Definitely... Um, Soldier Baby, Soldier Baby would be way better. <laughs> okay, what about what about John Cougar uh, Melon Baby? The John Cougar Baby Camp, <laughs> ba- Baby Cougar Melon Camp, John Baby Melon Camp. No, the Cougar is very important. You're right. Childish Gambabo, Baby O. <laughs> childish Cam Baby. Yeah, Childish Cam Baby. That's good. Um, <laughs> Does this bit have legs? Can it Ca- walk? Cardi B, except the B stands <laughs> for. It's really trying to. <laughs> is, is, this, is, is this bit old enough to walk? Just yeah, like a baby. Can this bit walk like a like a young child <laughs> right on of the roughly two We're and a half to three years old? But we'll find our legs eventually. <laughs> We're still crawling. <laughs> Cardi Baby is good. Where else are we going from here? Mm. Meg the Baby. <laughs> <laughs> May Baby Parade. No, My Chemical Baby. <laughs> my Mo- Chemical Baby. Baby Mars. Panic at the Baby. Baby. Panic at the Baby. Baby City Soundtrack. Baby sound- at the Disco. Baby-, <laughs> <laughs> baby City Soundtrack. Baby City Soundtrack is good. Rex Orange Baby. Rex Orange Rex- Baby. <laughs> <laughs> Just a baby with jaundice. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> jaundice Baby. <laughs> neutral, neutral milk baby. Neutral milk baby. Okay, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Green babe. Green babe is also Sammy Ray and the babies. <laughs> yeah, baby motel. Baby ba- for soup. <laughs> baby for soup. I like. <laughs> okay. Uh. ACBC and the B stands for baby. <laughs> I can't even think. There's so many bands that are just like one word. That's on. I'm, my, yeah, like my a, brain was like foreigner, but it's just baby. <laughs> Ba- babier. <laughs> 21 yeah. babies. 21 babies? That's just a song, isn't it? 21 guns? <laughs> well, 21 pilots. Oh, that's another one. 21 babies make the song. 21 young babies. The, young the baby? Young the baby. <laughs> <laughs> MC baby. The whale and babies? The whale and babies. Okay. Baby Malone. Baby Malone. The Brook and the Baby. Post baby. Post baby. <laughs> we live in a post baby society. <laughs> the society is mostly made up of post babies, yes. <laughs> baby Street Dive. Baby, baby Street Dive is good. Hippo Baby or Baby Campus. Baby, baby Campus, baby campus is, is way better. Baby Campus. I like how often we, we make one 
and then we flip it around, and it's just so much better. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Hurdler and the Baby Seekers. Well, Baby Seekers. <laughs> <laughs> they seek the children. Bring us the babes. The Baby Camino. <laughs> the Baby Camino is very good. There's a baby named Camino. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> the band Baby is also pretty good. Young Blood Brass Baby. Young Blood Brass Baby. Just, for sure. Look, I'm just scrolling through my playlist like replacing <laughs> the ba- the Baby Fits. Perfect. The Baby okay. Fits. Okay. Beach Baby. The Babies. <laughs> the the Beach just, Baby. Just the, just the, the Babies. Baby. The Baby Boys. <laughs> the Baby Boys. <laughs> the Baby Boys is. <laughs> or it could be Baby Beach Boys. The Baby Beach Boys. Well, there's that's, no that's the. Like you replace the the with Baby. Oh, just Baby Beach Boys. <laughs> yeah, Baby Beach Boys. Can this be a show? That seems like a show. That's. It's like a sitcom. It's <laughs> it's the Beach Boys, but they're all portrayed by one year olds. It's got like a laugh track, but the laugh track is just the beginning of good vibrations every time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> every time you're supposed to laugh, they go. <laughs> Baby Eilish. Baby, Baby Eilish, Eilish is pretty is good. good. Billy Baby. Yeah. No, I don't like, like Baby Eilish. Eilish. That's a little weird. Yeah. That just sounds like a Peppa Pig character. It's like Billy the Kid, but even younger. <laughs> <laughs> Billy the Baby. Is it is it the Baby Five or the Jackson Baby? The Jackson, <laughs> Jackson baby, baby for sure. The Jackson Baby is way better. That sounds like a horror movie. Stevie <laughs> like, Baby, <laughs> Baby Wonder, <laughs> <laughs> Baby Wonder, Baby City, Baby City. Okay. Sunset Baby Coaster. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Rainbow Baby Surprise. <laughs> Rainbow Baby Surprise. Okay. <laughs> RBS. RBS. Oh no. I, I was thinking about about your band, Cameron, but I don't know if that's good. <laughs> I don't know if that's good at all. Box Baby or the Baby, baby cutters? cutters. The Baby Cutters is not good at all. <laughs> that's not what I wanted to say. Box Cutters plug. Yeah. Cameron's band. Baby on a Grande. Baby on a Grande, baby on a baby, baby on a large. Like that's her. Well, her first album was like a doll, like a baby doll sitting inside a Starbucks Grande. <laughs> grande cup. <laughs> yeah, it was a self-titled. Tyler album. the right, baby. Right. Hmm? Tyler the baby. Tyler the baby. <laughs> baby the creator. The baby the creator. Every time you switch it around, it's better. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. Baby the creator. Thanks, Jesus. You really, you really did this one for us. What a homie. <laughs> if if nothing else, Jesus was a homie. Bro was a carpenter. Yeah, bro. That's like the most homie job <laughs> out of all the jobs. You can't hate a carpenter. You, they're cool. They like make stuff with their hands. That out is, of wood. Yeah, that is functional for people. And they're good at it. Yeah. I've tried making stuff out of wood and I, sh- I suck ass. Being a carpenter is probably the most fulfilling job of all time. Because you spend your whole life just making shit for people. Yeah. I bet if we looked at the suicide rates of all jobs, carpenters would be the lowest. I guarantee it. What? I'm going to go out there and bring all the suicidal carpenters back to life. <laughs> so, that, <laughs> so that the suicide rates for carpenters change to reflect the reality I desire. <laughs> God, I know you hate me, but I need a favor. Hey, uh, I need just like... Thirty-seven thousand eight hundred and twenty-three miracles. <laughs> yeah, you open you open a therapy clinic, but only for carpenters. <laughs> You're only allowed to come here if you work wood. <laughs> That's a kind of therapy like session I don't know if I want to go to. <laughs> Probably pretty effective though. I'm not a carpenter. He wouldn't know. Mm. 
People start becoming carpenters just to go to your therapy sessions. <laughs> that's that's how acclaimed this carpenter therapy is. But see, if if you're not a carpenter, it won't affect you in the same way. But that's why they become carpenters. Oh, so they're they're not like faking it. No, they're they actually don't, like, like, make a chair and then be like, "I'm a carpenter. I can do your therapy." They're like, "I'm going to spend eight years dedicating myself to the craft of woodworking. I'm going to create an entire workshop well, in my garage." Yeah, they're they're just now serious pilgrims. That might be therapy in itself. Maybe your therapy is that you teach people to become carpenters, and that makes them not depressed anymore. Because they can, like, make things with their hands now. Yeah, they're, they're like, cool. I feel sad. And then they just make a table, and they're like, that's a whole table. You know, like I, I, I thoroughly agree with the, uh, giving a bunch of depressed people power tools. I think that's a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> no, they have to do it with hand tools. You give them a, a hand saw. You make them cut the tree down with their bare hands. <laughs> By hand tools, I mean tools you've sculpted out of the flesh of your hands. <laughs> You mean have them beat their heads against these trees until the trees fall down? Yes. So that well, it no, but it has to be their hands. It's hand tools, oh, not head okay. tools, okay? So, it's a different class. So you're saying yeah, you're, just, you're just... That's a different profession just, altogether. It's just Minecraft simulator, yeah. but as a therapy session. Yeah. Okay. But it's like even worse than Minecraft because... Because there's no enjoyment. It's, it's only pain until the very end when you finally are relieved. <laughs> you finally built your hand table. <laughs> a table, table for my hand. hand. <laughs> <laughs> I sculpted my hands into the shape of a table. <laughs> From years of beating on trees. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, you're not actually trying to cut the trees down. You're trying to shape your hand. You're trying to... You're, you're, it's like a forge. You're on forging fire with your, your... Your hand is the only thing on the anvil just yeah. f- spreading out. You yeah. don't want to quench that in water. Yeah. <laughs> you quench that in oil. You gotta. Otherwise, there'll be cracks. There'll be cracks if crunch in water. There aren't cracks from hitting your hands repeatedly with a yeah. hammer. Well, no, that, that makes it stronger. Right. Yeah. That just shapes it. Is this what Jesus was doing the whole time? <laughs> Slamming a hammer down on his hand? <laughs> That's why everybody came out to listen to what he was saying. Because they were like, holy fuck, what is this guy doing? Is he doing? a carpenter? Yes. So he made the cross before he was nailed to it? I you think, that's you what, think he made that? I think literally. I, isn't that... I, for, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's part of the... like The Bible lore? No, I think that's part of crucifixion, is they would the make Bible you like make lore. your cross and then carry it out to where they would crucify you. I know they would make you that carry it. I know they'd make you carry it. I don't know about that. Yeah, we it. saw them carry Maybe. it, but we didn't see one. It seems reasonable. I mean, if I'm they're not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I, I don't, don't know. know. Yeah. I so think I've, I've either heard that somewhere or I've created this fantasy in my mind and both of them are just as true so. you can make a really shitty cross or you can make a nice cross to be killed upon yeah. <laughs> you're still gonna hang there for 30 days I feel like if you made your own cross you could just make it really shitty so that and it would fall off of you can leave <laughs> <laughs> that is a good point just make it really thin so that like it when they drive the nails through it, it just kind of like shatters a little bit. <laughs> and, just and, like, and then it breaks, and they're like, "I guess you're free." <laughs> we didn't have any other ideas. You keep making really shitty ones, and I'm like, "Fuck! I guess you've got to do it again." But they they feed you in between, yeah. Yeah. so like you so have to good. make your cross like, break on. Use like, the, every use the same day. hole in my hand, please. Great, thanks, awesome. God. Okay, thanks, bye. Eventually, you get so good at making crosses that you can you make one that converts into a mech, and you can walk away with it. <laughs> Hang you up, and then you just <laughs> fold your arms in. <laughs> the wood expands. You're the Trojan I horse. Am, I'm Roman destroyer. <laughs> Roma Zord. <laughs> you just start walking through Tripoli, just wrecking shit. <laughs> God. But it's an all wooden mech too. Yeah. So it's made by carpenters. They made yeah, it. Yeah, it's like hands. the Trojan horse. Yeah. The Trojan horse is the first mecha. <laughs> 
Am I, are, are we wrong? <laughs> I don't know. There were people inside. There were people inside. It had moving parts. It destroyed a whole city. <laughs> the horse itself. Maybe that's the real... When they talk about that they hid inside the horse, maybe the language is just vague enough that all the translators think they came out of it, but the, the <laughs> soldiers never left the horse. They, they, inside they used it the horse to, to, to destroy it. Destroy. <laughs> <laughs> they just took the horse and just were like ramming it into the side of a building repeatedly until it came down. Then they went to the next and one. They just, did that for every building in the whole city. <laughs> it was a really slow process. Yeah, the, the, the Trojans had plenty of time to run. <laughs> You're just in your house, like sleeping. You hear this against your wall. Like what? Just the that? horse ramming against like the edge of your roof. Like it's like every like 15 minutes because they have to roll it all the way back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is made out of wood <laughs> with no no motors or anything. Still, so. you go outside and you just see Odysseus pulling it and then pulling it back in. I like to imagine they had like a really big, like, elastic band. <laughs> they would pull the horse back and then they would slingshot like, slingshot it, it into the buildings. <laughs> <laughs> it just have enough speed to like knock on it like slightly, and then they had to do it again. They came up with that idea because some one of the officers had a rubber band and kept flicking one of the other dudes with it, and they were like, "Wait, man, that is doing no damage to this man's skin. This is <laughs> perfect." <laughs> but what if there was a horse in it? What if there's a? <laughs> then they put a horse in a rubber band and they threw it at the same officer <laughs> and, and he, said, "Ow!" And he died, and, he did, and his entire and body said, was crushed. We can replicate this the on of a this grand own. scale. <laughs> This giant wooden horse. <laughs> if, and, I mean, horses are just made out of flesh meat. We make a horse out of strong material, well, such at, as wood. Well, at wood. first they tried to just grow really big horses. <laughs> yeah, they bred horses for like 500 years to make the biggest horse. So they, they it just ended up being like a little bigger <laughs> than like a normal horse. And then Odysseus hand. saw a horse pulling a carriage and thought, what if I just combine the two? <laughs> what if there was a horse made of a horse The best of both worlds. The beautiful, shapely body of a horse <laughs> with the durable <laughs> material of this wooden carriage. <laughs> Into the perfect being. The wood horse. The wood horse. <laughs> the being that will save mankind and end all wars. <laughs> well, that's what they will unite the un- will, will unite the kingdoms. By conquering them. By conquering them all with this beautiful wood horse. He he got on top of it and he said, Yah! And he tried to ride it and it didn't go anywhere. And he was very upset. (laughs) That was Odysseus' most crushing defeat. (laughs) They actually wrote that out of the Odyssey because because it was so humiliating. (laughs) The Odyssey isn't really a tragedy. So, you know, you have to... Is That's it because he lost or because he said, yah? because <laughs> he said, yah. Yeah, Odysseus <laughs> suffered defeats, but that's just embarrassing. <laughs> he got on and said, yah, and it didn't move. He was like, oh, now I look like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like like the, entire, the entirety of Mycenae was watching. <laughs> <laughs> the entire Greek army, army, Agamemnon himself was there gazing upon this. Yah. Achilles and Patroclus stopped and stared in awe. Of this man's stupidity. <laughs> of Odysseus just being a complete fucking idiot. <laughs> Hector is peering over the walls of, of Troy and he sees this horse in the distance and he just hears, Yah! And he goes, well, man, what an idiot. <laughs> and, then, and then Agamemnon was like, all right, let's just, let's send it to them. They can make better we, use We can it. pull it over there. <laughs> yeah. Here's the deal. Our ships are going to leave and we're going to have the squire boy pull it over there by himself. <laughs> Just so we can leave him behind. 
He's gonna say we're gone, but we're not. Yeah. <laughs> how 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 buff was the Squire boy? I don't know. When <laughs> I'd never thought about that before. Know. In all the versions I've read, there's literally just been one person who brings the horse there and is like, "Hey, this is a gift." And I never really thought about it until now, but how, many, how did they get it there? How many people were inside of this horse? Well, you see, they, they just built it right outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they put a big construction site around that said, do not enter the caution tape. And then tape. he tugged, like, on a rope in front of it, like, a single centimeter. And then he was like, hey, <laughs> knocked on the door. Yeah. Like, hey, brought you something. <laughs> yeah, Leokuan actually, he knew that it was a trap because he saw them going inside of it. <laughs> but nobody else saw it, and they're like, we don't believe you. <laughs> I love that idea. Like, he wasn't, like, a wise, like, clever man. He was like, they're definitely tricking us. He was just like, bro, I saw... <laughs> I watched him go in. I watched, like, I was 400. on guard duty, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you pay me to watch this guy. And I saw, like, 300 Greek dudes go in there. They're like, there's no way 300 can fit in there. Only, like, 200. He's <laughs> like, bro, they're not in the horse. That would be so stupid. <laughs> Why would they? They must be so dehydrated in there, bro. Come you saw on. Odysseus get on top and say, yeah, they're already humiliated <laughs> enough. Why would they try and attack us after that? Come on. Um, I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast, but have I? I don't know. I don't you know haven't said it yet, so I have no idea. So we don't okay, know. So a couple <laughs> he, like, waited for us to answer. <laughs> like, I think it was two weeks ago. I had yeah, you a sax- said, you, You've talked about two weeks ago before. I had a saxophone lesson in the morning, and I... Didn't feel well, and I was like, I really don't want to go to this lesson. I don't feel well. I don't know if I can do this. And um, I kept opening my messages and starting to, like, type a message to my saxophone TA about, like, you know, I don't feel well. I don't want to go. But then I kept feeling guilty, like, I can't just go because I don't feel well, things like that. You know, I I should do it anyways. And... Eventually, like I was, it, it was in the morning when I was first waking up, and I kept drifting in and out of sleep. And at some point, I became fully convinced that I had a conversation with my TA where he was like, "Actually, I don't. I'm not prepared for this lesson today. Um, we'll we'll have it another time. Like the lesson's canceled, stuff mm-hmm. like that." And I was like, "Oh, great." And I guess you know, I have to assume that that happened in, in like one of these in between yeah. dreams, drifting off between like me trying to like say that I wasn't ready for this lesson Mm -hmm. but I was fully convinced that my lesson had just been canceled and so I went to one of my classes I was like I'm done for the day I took a nap and then I woke up like 30 minutes after my lesson had started and I had a text from my TA who was like Clayton where are you and I had this big panic moment I was like oh shit I just bailed on my lesson I texted him I was like I'm so sorry I've been napping all day (laughs) (laughs) It is interesting, that relation. See, I've never drifted off to sleep. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you, you, somebody has to come and club you across the side <laughs> yeah. of the head every yeah. night. <laughs> My mom always you used to do. You have to hold it. your breath until you pass out. Yeah. What do you mean you never drifted off? I've never like, been like doing another thing and then drifted off to sleep. Like, I've never fallen asleep with the TV on. Or with Netflix open, yeah, or with a book hard in my for hand. Me to do as well. You've I've never, you've never like caught yourself as you were going to sleep, like not like a hypnic jerk, not like a, oh, but like a, your eyes are slowly closing and you're like your your thoughts are slowly becoming dilute and incomprehensible, and then suddenly you like come back to reality and you're awake and you like look around your room and it's dark, 
you're like, oh. No, only right only like in the way that you said not like a hypnic jerk. Like I've like fallen asleep on plane. Like oh okay. Like if I've been sitting in a car or falling falling asleep, I've like I've st- gone through the process of falling asleep. I've never drifted off to sleep while doing something else. I've like been leaning against walls, like either waiting in line or just like leaning against the wall for whatever reason and falling asleep doing that. You mean like in the shower? I did that all the time. Yeah, people, people I would, they I fall would, asleep I would, in the shower well, sometimes. I would like, like fully how? pass out, but I'd definitely wake up like two minutes later and be you, like, oh, that's right, I'm taking a shower and it's six in the morning, time to go to school. You did that thing when you're really tired and you like close your eyes and you're drifting off and then you, oh. Exactly. Yeah. Because the shower water is just so warm too, especially like when you were right. Oh, yeah. Well, nice. <laughs> the only time I've fallen asleep in the shower. Um, <laughs> I woke up in the good shower. Good. <laughs> I, there was quote that snap. There's an infamous picture of me after a night of drinking with some of my friends, where I I got in the shower because I was going to stay at their place because I was in no uh, shape to drive home, mm-hmm. and. I don't know what happened, but I woke up and I was just on the shower floor covering the drain. So it was like filling up around me. And I woke up because I took a deep like snoring breath and just got a mouthful of water. And all I hear was like, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, shit, what is that? (laughs) Thank God you were not drowning (laughs) because you could have literally drowned (laughs) if your body was insensate. Like, oh, my God, that'd be hilarious. That would (laughs) Clayton Lawrence found dead in shower. Ha ha ha! In the shower. <laughs> Blood alcohol content of one. <laughs> there is, there no, is blood. no blood. <laughs> only alcohol. Only alcohol. <laughs> they tried to get a reading and it just <laughs> yeah. Just, just, just fireball just coming out. <laughs> <laughs> so much cinnamon. Wow. <laughs> Must be the ginger beer. <laughs> Must be the ginger I- beer. <laughs> There's also, like, when I try and go to sleep just regularly, sometimes I do this psychotic thing of trying to find the exact moment when I try and fall asleep, and then I can never fall asleep. Well, that's psychotic. probably why. Is because well, you, yeah. you have to let yourself drift off that's before what I you try find and do. that moment. And then I'm thinking about, when am I going to find that moment, even though I'm just trying to fall asleep? Well, and stop then, thinking about that. Well, you see, I try and do that, and then it just doesn't work because I keep thinking about it. Because you don't it. have control over your own brain. Correct. You are that's what I'm taught. That's what psychotic <laughs> parts. You are a weak man. You let your brain run free. Right. <laughs> you must corral exactly. it. Exactly. Tame your brain. Lock your brain in a cage. If you want to ruin your sleep cycle tonight, try and find the exact moment that you fall no. asleep, and then stay up. Realize it's four in the morning when you. <laughs> well, I've definitely, I've definitely like come. You know, your brain is in different moods when you're trying to sleep. Sometimes, like some, your brain is in like a logical thinking state when you're actually like recalling things, and then sometimes your brain is actually in the mode where it can sleep. When you're like just imagining things, you know. Have you not noticed that? Have you never imagined anything? <laughs> I've never imagined anything. All of my art is per- purely uh, fact. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I use photographs. <laughs> well, I'm just like I'm, there's definitely like a sense of awakeness and alertness when you're trying to when you're not in sleep mode. Like even when you're in your bed, when you're trying to like think of something logically when you're trying to like recall specific information or do something like that when i'm trying to catch the exact moment that my sleep paralysis demon spawns in <laughs> yes i've also never had sleep paralysis i've done that I've, have you oh i want to I, I do like talking about sleep paralysis i've I, there was a, a time during this past summer actually where i managed to get my sleep paralysis down to like a science it was it's always weird because my sleep paralysis has only ever happened when I fall asleep again after waking up from either, like, early in the morning or after, like, a nap. 
Um, and so there were there was a week of time where I managed to induce sleep paralysis in myself like every other day. Like it, it happened accidentally on the on the first day mm-hmm. and then for like the next four days I kept trying to do it and I was able to make it happen. So you were like intentionally woke up halfway. Well, I, would, I would go and I would go to my my couch and I would go and sleep on the couch instead of my bed. Because you always wake up later to move to the bed, yeah. Yes. And so I would go and I would go and sleep on the couch and I would set an alarm mm-hmm. for like thirty minutes or whatever, like a timer. And then I would go and I would whenever I was really tired and I would go and I would lay down and I would fall asleep. And then I would wake up 30 minutes later, and I'd snooze the timer, and I'd immediately try to fall asleep again. And there was like a 50-50 shot that I got sleep paralysis again. There was one time I got it three times in a row. And it was (laughs) high score. (laughs) It was really weird because, um, I mean, for me, at least, the... See, to be perfectly honest, I don't know if this is sleep paralysis. It fits all the symptoms, so Mm -hmm. I imagine it is. Um, But for me, the, the monster, demon, whatever manifests differently like based on the room i was in and i don't know if that's like because of i was like actively thinking about it or so what? can you exp- like because i've never experienced it. i've heard people talk about sleep i had a friend in high school who talked about sleep paralysis demons and like he got it like every morning and i was like that sounds God, like a problem no um but like <laughs> he snoozes too much he's gonna <laughs> he's gotta wake up when his first alarm yeah he sleep problems but like what is the what is it so basically when you sleep um there's a part of your brain that goes inactive, the part where your thoughts about moving, like translate into actually moving, that turns off so that there's when no so that when you're that, and yeah, when people you're who sleepwalk have yeah. that turned on. Yeah, 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 yeah I understand that. Okay. That's like it's almost the opposite of sleepwalking because sleepwalking is where your brain is in sleep mode but your body is not. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand sleep paralysis yeah. is when your brain wakes up but your body doesn't. Yeah, yeah I understand that. Con- okay, I understand that. But like, when does it happen? Kind of like why? Like okay, I, I guess I understand to. why. Scienti- that is the why. I understand scientifically, but like, what is there actually like a like just a scary thing? Is that what just people For, call so, it? So my my experiences of it was always, um, I would become aware of my surroundings, and most of the time, I I you're never sure because you're still like kind of in that. It feels as if you're you're in that drifting off mode like you're like it the only feels, time i've ever experienced that is when i'm half awake when i'm waking up ha, like the half awake state yeah, where you're it, conscious it, of the room but you're like i'm still gonna sleep it now it feels like that except you're more asleep than that okay it, this is my personal experience mm-hmm. again so take everything with a grain of salt but what, to me it always felt as if i became aware of my surroundings but i wasn't ever immediately sure if they were actually my surroundings or if they were like a dream Mm-hmm. Until like my my thinking brain kicked in, and I because in a dream, at least personally, I can never actually think about reality. Yeah, and mm-hmm. in my dreams, I'm always like, "Oh, this is happening! Wow, that's happening! That's crazy! Whoa, wow!" Yeah. But when sleep paralysis is happening, you can be like, "Oh, one plus one equals two. The door is over there." You know, uh-huh. like you yeah. can think of of real things in space. And so, whenever it happened for me, um, it was, I I would become aware of my surroundings. That would happen, and I would imagine I could open my eyes. I would. I don't know if I actually could open my eyes, mm-hmm. but I would be seeing the room somehow, whether mm-hmm. or not that was uh-huh. actually yeah. a side of the room or like my imagined image of the room around me. And then, um, most of the time, I would try and like move my body, and it would just feel like there is a super heavy weight over all of my limbs. Like I, you would, I would try and like lift my arm up or lift my legs or even move my neck, and it would feel like there's just an incredibly like 
immense amount of pressure where I just can't do it. Like no matter that's and, what paralysis. And is. if you hmm. and if you push it super hard, I've found um, it happened like once or twice. If I pushed it super hard, I would wake up. Oh um, yes, that is, that yeah. is how I wake up from it. From sleep paralysis. My, yeah, yeah, yeah mine isn't like a demon per se. Mine usually like the form that it comes to me in is. There's either someone in the house that I don't know is supposed to be in the yeah. house and just like walking around like doing stuff and I'm like I need to go see who the like who's yeah. moving around <laughs> or there's someone directly behind me and I like scare the shit out of myself and like panicking whether or not my yeah. eyes are actually open I couldn't tell you mm-hmm. but I can like imagine like my room and that there's someone behind me and every single bone in my body is like trying to like turn over you and can. flip over and you can't move yeah. at all and I'm- eventually you Wake Something up. happens. You wake up and you turn around and you're like, <sighs> yeah. well, I'm glad. I mean, I was kind of like, well, I kind of wish I had that so I'd have that experience. But I'm glad I don't because I yeah, would piss no. my so, asshole. Sometimes it's not the, as scary, but for me, most of the time, it's terrifying. The, the, <laughs> the first key, time it happened to me. Oh, sorry. The, the key is that, like, because you are technically still dreaming, like, you can hallucinate. Like, visual hallucinations, I don't think are super common. Like, they happen, obviously. Like, that's where the whole mm-hmm. sleep paralysis demon comes from. Yeah. But I think it's much more common that you just panic and imagine that yes. something bad is happening. Yep. I've, I've never seen my sleep paralysis demon or whatever. And every sleep paralysis experience I've had, he's always been out of my field of view. Like, yep. I've been able, you have a presence in your head. You're like, this guy is right there. Like, like I could, there is literally someone right behind <laughs> like me I about could, to, like, like a sex like, I, could, I could lift my arm up and point directly <laughs> yeah. at his face, wherever he is, but it is not where I can see and, and imagine the it's world. It's mostly when I think, like, that I, like, when I'm, like, facing the wall in bed. Like, because normally, like, there's a side that I sleep on that's either, like, facing the computer or, like, the rest of my room or, like, just facing mm-hmm. the wall. And yeah. it's normally when I'm facing the wall. <laughs> You're like, I know like, he's sitting in my desk, like, yeah. Just looking or, at me. Yeah, yeah, or just literally just standing, standing behind me, just, like, about to, like, reach out and touch me. That yeah. that thing is, like, when it's, like, coming to touch me, I'm like. <laughs> Maybe I'm going to. This might happen to me tonight. I'm scared. I'm terrified. <laughs> it's. It's. It's cool the first time because you're like, oh wow, like that happened, and then all the other times you're like, God, please no, leave me alone. I had the exact opposite experience. I don't like it. I'm not a fan. The first time it happened to me, I was like, oh fuck, like I was, (laughs) I was, I thought somebody had broken into my dorm and was about to like kill me with a baseball bat. (laughs) Not even that your roommate was just being creepy, but that someone had broken in. One time, so it's it's really like related to the fear center of your brain. One time, I thought it was like a friend about to like do something to me, and that one was really weird and creepy, and I was like. It's like, what are you doing? Like, stay away from me, like, chill. Um, I don't know. I've I've had sleep paralysis, I think, once or twice, mm-hmm. um, but I've never gotten to the panic state. It sucks. Um, I I don't know because as a kid, I just had nightmares like all the time, and so I was always panicking, especially at night. Like, if I woke up in the middle of the night, that was like a death sentence to me. I was like. You can't do this to me. Please. Because I probably woke up because I had a nightmare, and when I go to sleep, I'm going to have another one because I'm thinking about it. Mm. Nope. But I didn't have sleep paralysis until probably, like, high school when I got o- out, out, like, over having nightmares. Because mm-hmm. I just, like, I don't remember the last time I had a nightmare. It's definitely been, like, a long, long time. I feel like they're definitely something you kind of grow out of. Yeah, I, I think so, definitely. But, like, e- even now, I, like, I still hear about people who have, like, really bad dreams, but mm. I just don't. I don't know. I definitely but have bad dreams sometimes. Like, I, I, I often get chased by crocodiles in bad dreams sometimes. Interesting. Those are the ones I remember. The only I bad just dream. had sad nightmares. Really? And then I wake up crying, and then that's no fun. I've had sad dreams, but... I don't really get, like, scary nightmares as much as just sad nightmares. Really? Yeah. Half of my dreams, I'm like a Jedi, and then the other half, my teeth fall out. So I like wish I had that power to be a Jedi <laughs> in my dreams. It's... When- <laughs> It's weird because I always tell my dreams that I remember as if they were stories where I did things and they happened. But honestly, when I'm in my dreams, it's more like 
I almost wish I could make like a visual representation of what happens in my dream because there's one I vividly remember where I was walking down I was walking down a highway in air quotes because I wasn't actually walking I was just there looking at a highway moving like <laughs> past me and then I turned to the side and as I was turning to the side the side the highway turned into like this old like train station and then I was there, and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool and old. Like, I like that I'm here now. And then I was somewhere else, and it was just hot, and you could hear crickets and stuff like that. And in my head, I'm rationalizing it as like, oh, I'm going, and I'm going to these places, and I'm arriving there and doing things. Mm -hmm. But, like, what's actually happening in the dream is literally just like a slideshow of places. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's funky. I, I don't know. Ba back to sleep paralysis. Uh, I just wanted to yeah. say one thing. Um, the other times, I was very scared of it the first time. Because I didn't know what was happening, and then immediately after I started panicking because I thought this man was about to explode my skull mm -hmm. with a baseball bat, I woke up and I was like, "That was sleep paralysis. Cool. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah." And so um, after I like looked around my room and then checked the lock on my door <laughs> and made sure. Yeah. Um, and so after that, I was like, I've been th I was thinking about it a lot, and then that's when that summer after that is when I started like trying to induce it after mm -hmm. it happened for that other time, and. Other, all those times where I, like, was able to not make it happen, but, like, set the conditions for it to happen, at least in my brain, um, I got to the point where the being creature, like, what, the imagined mm -hmm. enemy. Presence, yeah. Yeah, was there. Because it's definitely, like, an enemy. Like, even, it's always, even when I knew I was, in like, experiencing sleep paralysis while it was happening... Like, even when I was like, oh, this is sleep paralysis. I know exactly what's going on. There was a the guy there who was, like, bad. And your brain gets those panic signals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it's yeah. weird because you can, you can, like, overpower them and not think about it if you're aware of it. But it's, it's kind of hard. Yeah. Even whenever I, like, I would wake up, I'd be completely fine afterwards. Mm -hmm. like, I'd, like, I'd be, like, finish my panting. But, like, I knew that there was no one there. Yeah. Especially after, like, the first time I was like, okay, that was that. But, like, while you're in it, at least for me, it's just, like, oh, God, all I want to do is, like, be able to move so I can flip around so I can know that there's someone not there. Really? Yeah. yeah. I don't I, know. I, in my experience, it, it's, like, maybe it's just because I'm really lazy and when I wake up, I don't like to move. But it's 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 almost that I didn't realize that I, it was sleep paralysis for a bit because, like, I felt the weight. But I was, like, I don't really care because I'm not trying to move anyways. <laughs> I'm trying to go back to sleep. <laughs> you just... You you got that sudden awareness of the room around you, and then you're just like, I don't want that. Yeah, <laughs> take, I got, take it away. <laughs> I woke up and I was like, Damn this later. again. <laughs> Damn this again. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 very strange. I I had one of my most back back to dreams again too. I had one of my most vivid dreams of all time, both before and after a sleep paralysis experiment. The experiment experience. The one time that I, it happened like multiple times in a row for me. Was when I was in I was in this really weird like mood you know in this in this brain zone of like drifting off and back into sleep over and over again mm -hmm. and that's when I've always had the most vivid dreams but I don't I never remember any of them as much as I remember this one and it was it was super weird because I had just like woken up and then I went back to sleep and then I had the sleep paralysis thing and then I was like oh you know and mm -hmm. I woke up again and then I went back to sleep and then I had this dream of like I was walking through the hallways of my old high school. But the hallways were like infinitely long. 
pretty much, mm-hmm. and there were no windows. But the the lights were all on, and there were like kids there, walking around. But like the majority of people were super deformed. But they were all walking, as if befit like whatever they they were just walking around like it was a normal day. But they were all like there were people who were, like, missing half of their body, mm-hmm. and they were just like hopping around, you know, oh. or random stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then I just I came to a stairwell, and I, I was talking to like my friends who were also deformed. I, mm-hmm. I didn't I couldn't tell if I was like super malformed or whatever, but I was talking to my friends who were also like you know missing limbs or had like super like gross like stunted limbs or whatever. Um, and then uh, I came to a stairwell and I walked down the stairs and then I went and I just like sat in the corner. And in the dream I was like, man, this is fucked. <laughs> like in the dream. Is when I, I, I like I had a realization from my actual brain. I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" So you were like a lucid dream for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it felt like. And then I woke up and I had another sleep paralysis thing. But during that whole sleep paralysis thing, I was like, "Is this like a a, a demon monster? Like, is this is there like is a, this one of the ones from the high school? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is this just my mom but malformed? Yeah, no, exactly. I don't know. It was super weird. I think honestly, like, there, there's a category of dream to me where it's like very vivid dreams where you can like. You mentioned that you can't think rationally in a dream, mm. but I feel like there's a category of dream that's so vivid that you can think rationally, mm-hmm. but it's not quite a lucid dream yet. Right, yeah. Because I've had a lot of those where I've been, like, in a dream, and I'm looking at the things happening, and I'm thinking, like, there was, I think one of my most vivid dreams was when I was in elementary school, and we were walking out to the playground for, like, whatever, recess? Yeah, recess, that's what it's called. <laughs> that's the word. And um, it started storming. And I saw this tornado coming down over the playground. And I, and for some reason in my brain, I was like, I know that if there's a tornado there, that means that the robot from The Incredibles is also there. <laughs> <laughs> that is a scary thing, though. Yeah. It's and so I was like, well, I have to go save my friends who are at recess right now. And so I ran out to the playground, and I see this robot. And so I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to engage in war with this robot. <laughs> and so I'm like dodging around all of the limbs as it's trying to grab me and I go down the slide yeah. and I think I'm safe because I'm in the slide and then it just reaches up in there and it grabs me and like pulls me out. But um, like every, I, like I can remember like specific moves that were calculated in that. And the thing <laughs> like is time like, I'm slowed down and you, yeah. But the thing is, this is like this dream kept repeating every time it would get me, the dream would start over. And so I'd get to do it again. Situation. You were like, I want to do, yeah. I want to try that again. Yeah. You succeed. <laughs> and the thing is, I never succeeded in beating the robot. But every time it like captured me, I would like the first time it caught me, game over. I started over. The second time, I woke up in like a jail cell, and then like I had, like I was conscious for a couple seconds, and then it started over. And every time it would catch me, I would get more time in the jail to try and escape. Very interesting. Well, that's, that's interesting. That's yeah. very frightening. <laughs> yeah, like. It, it it wasn't even like a typical jail cell. It was like there there was like a grade a circular grade above me where I could see like the stars and the moon, mm-hmm. and I was hanging like covered in chains upside down. Gonna draw and, starry night. <laughs> and I like I would like wiggle out of the chains, and I fell into this platform, and it was just a big spiral staircase, like a big moonlit spiral staircase that led down to like a corridor. God, but like it kept repeating, and every time I would get farther down the staircase, and I would avoid different things and things like that. And it was this big memory game of like, oh, I have to remember every event that happened so that I can try and get farther. That's kind of cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah, it's also dream. like existentially horrifying to <laughs> yeah. imagine that the afterlife is just a prison that you <laughs> you get more whatever. and more time in the more you've been reincarnated. Yeah, whatever. All <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that that's a cool theory. Yeah, I didn't think of it like that. I was in elementary school. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, the afterlife. 
I think like the the dream started getting more surreal the farther it went. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the beginning was always the same because I was set in stone in my memory. Mm-hmm. But there was one point where I reached the bottom of the staircase and, like, the in- <laughs> the entire cast of aliens from Ben 10. <laughs> <laughs> Did you dap them even, up? Even the tiny guy? Like, even the really tiny, tiny guy. guy. And they were all just walking down the corridor and I was like, I, well, I can't let them see me. And then they saw me and they were like, what are you doing here? And I was like, the robot from The Incredibles got me. And they were like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, like, all right. That's um, the best part about dreams in my opinion, is you can talk to anybody in your dreams about <laughs> anything and they'll be like, I got you. I, <laughs> I understand, yeah. <laughs> Nobody in your dreams is ever like, what do you mean? <laughs> They're all like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about like the fat rubber ducky that's sitting in Omaha. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's only two reactions that you get in dreams and that's like, oh, okay, and anger. Yeah. <laughs> I had a very vivid dream one time where um, I was adopted for some reason, even though I still had my parents. Like, they just put me up for adoption. <laughs> and I was adopted by these two blonde ladies. And I was like, and I want to yeah. preface before I tell the story, but I didn't. Th- I don't think I knew what porn was at this time. Okay. But I was adopted by these two blonde ladies, and they took me to this house that looked like your classic like Adam's Family Dracula house, like in the middle of nowhere, perpetually night, surrounded by leafless trees. All right. And, like, they took me inside, and they just had, like, a photo shoot set up. Oh. oh. And they they sit me in front of, like, the green screen or, like, whatever background it was, and they're, like, they're, like, take off your shoes. Uh-oh. And I was, like. <laughs> take off your shoes. I was, like, what? And they're, like, take off your shoes. We want to see your feet. I was, like, <laughs> I can't live here anymore. And so I ran away, and I ran up the stairs, and they were chasing after me, and I jumped out the window, and I started, like, running through the forest. And I think the dream ended with them, like, both, like, tackling me onto the ground oh, and being like, we have to take off your shoes. Then I woke up. <laughs> and then he never took off his shoes ever again. And He's so that is, terrified That is why feet. Clayton <laughs> discontinued his feet pick career. This is, like, before feet picks were a thing. This is before. I think this is before I even, like, knew that that was possible to, like, <laughs> to conceptualize that to be outside of the normal range of sex because he didn't even know what sex was. Yeah, yeah I don't think I, I even had a concept of, like, sex, yeah. really. Yeah, I think you're right. Hmm. What, what did you guys, like, think sex was? Because, personally, I don't think I thought what sex was until I knew what it was. Like, I just didn't consider... I, was I don't like, think I'd I think either. I'm in the same boat as you. Yeah. I just never conceptualized. Just I like, never was like, that I was wonder what that is. I think there was definitely a point that I just looked it up because I was like, what is that? Yeah. And so then I knew. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. Well, it, there was like no, no hole to fill before we knew. It was just like, I don't need to like make up a story or anything to conceptualize. It was yeah. just like, I... It's not that I didn't care necessarily. I just didn't feel the need to... There was no, there was no space yeah. there. There, there was, was no not, hole in your knowledge. Yeah, there was just to, my knowledge, and then it expanded eventually to include it. Not to distract from the topic a little bit, but it, like I honestly am, like I'm kind of bewildered at the fact that people came up with myths to explain things that didn't make sense to them. Because my whole life, when things like didn't make sense to me for a long time, I was just like, okay. Really. Like if if there was a hole in my knowledge, and even if I knew it was there, like. I think I was conscious of the fact that I didn't know where kids came from and that it was like a joke that kids don't know where kids came from. I was like, okay, I'll find out. 
I won't be a kid forever. <laughs> yeah. Watch out, bitches. <laughs> and there are people out here who are like, the why are there and... waves in the ocean? I need to make a story about why there are waves in the ocean because I don't know that. I'm definitely in the camp of, like, I need to know those things. I like, am now, but n- especially now that we're in an age where I can just look it up. Yeah. It's very much like, uh, I wonder what this is. And then I know what it is because I looked it up. I don't think I have any recollection of whether I would, what camp I would have been in <laughs> on that issue. But at the same time, like, you aren't the kind of person who would just be like, well, there's waves in the ocean, so there's probably a big dude jumping up and down really far out there who's making all these waves. Because that's what the Greeks would do. They'd be like, there's <laughs> a big dude jumping. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. If I knew that the big dudes existed and I knew they were out in the ocean like the Greeks did, <laughs> and I saw waves happening, I'd be like, well, obviously. Well, obviously, they're jumping. Obviously, he's jumping up and down. Because when I jump up and down in a puddle, the waves yeah. Little baby waves. When wave. you jump into a, uh, a Roman bath, yeah, the waves, waves. Yeah. So I, 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 I think mythology and all of that is really just contextualizing things based off of your assumptions. Like, the first assumption is like, oh, there are gods or whatever yeah so the first person was the asshole who made all the shit up and then everybody else was like well it has to be scientifically based on this made up shit (laughs) on this made up shit which we all believe yeah so somebody was like well zeus controls the lightning so zeus must be mad if my brother got struck by lightning right zeus must have hated my brother for some reason obviously that's the only explanation my brother must have been a bad bad man poseidon was very mad at those shit people he drowned them. that's why he killed them all yes Mm. there's a storm because poseidon is mad Mm mm-hmm Obviously, he controls the storms. Yeah. Duh. Didn't sacrifice enough horses. <laughs> Did they sacrifice horses? That just seems like a, such a well, wooden ones. That, that was <laughs> wooden ones full of Greeks. Was, yeah. That was they sacrificed cattle. Wasn't horse just like what? Poseidon and Athena's creation? I believe you're right. Yeah. Or Poseidon and well, it depends on the it's myth. Either but Poseidon, Poseidon, Athena, or Poseidon and Artemis. I think but I don't the, think it's Athena. It's Athena I think Artemis. Artemis think was a virgin, but um, because there are Pegasi well, that were like well, horses that were Poseidon's were thing. I think they just made. Yeah, they they had a contest to. I think to it was make a the contest. coolest shit. <laughs> and then someone made and Poseidon was like the horse. The and horse everybody was like, bitch. well, there was a lot more. Athena won, whatever else. There's a lot more involved in that than just. Well, I thought was this is this not the story of like Poseidon made them out of sea foam. Yeah, it was for a competition. Yeah, that's was why it I was for thinking Athena, about like for like the city she was also or Athens. Um, I think it was to be the patron of Athens. And then Athena won because she fucking did something. She made I don't know which one. Horse. Which one just came out of Athena's head one day? No, no Athena, Athena came, came out, out of Zeus's, Zeus's head. head. Oh, got it. And was like, yeah. "Yo, what's up?" Um, and he was like, "Oh shit!" Well, I, he was <laughs> also Pegasus, but that's a different story. Yes, Zeus just had a mad headache, and so <laughs> was it Hephaestus. Somebody got just a got a big hammer. axe. Hey. They got a big axe and literally split his head in half. And then Athena and popped Athena out. Athena popped out. I was like, "Yo, oh. knowledge, <laughs> Yo, <what's laughs> Yeah, mm. yeah. It so. depends on the myth. But yeah. yeah, I love kicking Hephaestus down the mountain. I think Hephaestus was the last the to be born, or something like that. I thought he was uh, older because he got kicked off the mountain. Yeah, because he people, did get kicked off the mountain. Yeah, because uh, what was. Hera? Hera was like, you ugly. Yeah. And fucking said ye. That's the, that's the greatest lesson the Greeks ever taught. <laughs> Kick ugly people off mountains. <laughs> ugly people can't go high. <laughs> ugly people aren't allowed on mountains. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest wisdom they ever imparted. 
it's interesting because I feel like these these myths had to be originally just be stories that people told or like made up it like almost like a novel style or like an epic poem mm -hmm. and then people were so infatuated by these that they were like you know what I'm gonna worship that cults yeah I mean that it's the Greco like Roman mythology had much less of a culture of like active worship than a lot of other religions though you know mm -hmm. yeah I mean there, were, there was still the point where people would visit the Oracle of Delphi. Right. Like, they believed, and they were like, this is a part of the world. But it wasn't like church on Sunday, like, thing. Yeah. You didn't feel the need to be, like... You made sacrifices. I mean, I think... Specifically when you needed those Yeah, gods. there yes. wasn't yeah. like a... Yeah. And I mean, the Olympian gods. gods, it was much more like that, where it was like a community thing. The, the entire community or city would sacrifice to a god when they need it. Yeah. But household gods were a thing in a lot of cultures, where it's like, these are the spirits that watch over your family and your household no matter where you go, and you are to worship them and protect them no matter what. Like Mushu from Mulan. Yeah. Yeah, like Mushu from Mulan. I, I want to worship yeah, Mushu. Yeah, like Mushu from Mulan. Like I want to worship Mushu. I want to worship Mushu. I think, yeah, the household gods were such a big deal, even in, like, Troy and the Aeneid, that when Aeneas left, he didn't care about his wife. He left his wife behind to die, but he took all of his household gods with him. How did he, how did he take them with him? Uh, he took the shrine. Just a whole ass shrine, like he pulled it out of his. House I imagine there were like boat. figures representing them that he took with him. I've yeah. heard stories but of that too. People diving into fires to save their house old guns. Yeah. yeah, like Aeneas didn't give a shit about his son, his father, his wife, any of his crewmates. Like he he fucked a whole bunch of people over the entire like journey, but he kept the household gods all the way to Rome. Well, they're protecting him, bro. It's a reciprocal relationship. You're right. They didn't protect Dido very much. <laughs> they didn't protect the rest of his household, just him. Yeah. <laughs> they were his household. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> His son survived. Yeah, that's close enough. Good enough. One out of like fifteen. <laughs> Two <laughs> out of fifteen. Yeah. The only project. Him and his son. Y'all ever think about a uh, prodigal son? No. Just no. as a myth. I don't. Okay. You know what I do think about? What? The end of this episode. The ticking has started. The magnanimous ticking that grants us all our leave from this <laughs> dreaded balcony. Finally. I wouldn't say it's... I live You know, here. it is a little cold, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we dread it more and more the further we get into winter. Into the night. <laughs> into yeah. the winter. But we do it for you. For you. Our beloved listeners. We grow cold. Our lights grow dim. For people that our names start with J and C, and that's it. <laughs> Only the you John, James's, Jackie's, Carlson's. Christopher's. Clayton, thank you for being a guest. Uh, yes. Yeah, we'd thank love to have you, have you back. Yeah, uh, you want to plug anything you've got going on? Yeah, so I'm part of this.